The Behind the Wall podcast is presented by Dano Seasoning. Great cooks use real spices, and that's exactly what you'll get when you use Dano's. It's the best Dan seasoning on the market. Taste and see why we say, you don't know till you Dano. Get some today at danoseasoning.com and use our code Behind the Wall at checkout. The most exciting sport in the world. NASCAR. NASCAR. It's not an opinion. It's fact. And we're fanatics. This is the Behind the Wall podcast. Brought to you by Behind the Wall Media. If it's race recaps, previews, driver news, results, schedules, and anything else NASCAR, we are your premier podcast. Flying by the seat of our pants. The Behind the Wall podcast with your host, Henry Hobbs, Josh Slate, Adam Thomas, and Jay Young. Is it just flashing zero? Oh, all right, we're live. We're back. It's a behind the wall podcast. Just, uh, it's just Adam and I this week, so it's just probably going to be one of the worst episodes ever. So it's not not only is it going to be bad, but there's also a, a pretty severe thunderstorm going on right now. So I'm like half distracted with the thunder. It's ripping outside right now. I got my uh, got my door open, so anytime there's a big loud thump of thunder, you know I just can't control myself. I might just yell kaboomy in the background. You never know. <laughs> Quick question though do you do you think Jay's ever going to come back? I miss him. I don't know. Jay's, Jay's trying to be a big boy. He goes, oh, I got work. Um, I'm trying to do something with my life. You know, what, you know, pick up yeah, 24 hours in a day, 40 minutes. You know, it's possible to, you know, to figure it out. I hope he does. I, know, I, feel, I, I feel like we're so off balance here because we, I mean, we've got, we've got Josh. He's fantastic. Got you. We get to make fun of you. And then we got Jay, who's like the even keeled host of the show, who's just, you know, he's, he's a level thinker. And then got me who i'm erratic so this is a erratic this is this is probably gonna be the worst episode so i'm i'm already i'm already ready to uh i'm <laughs> ready to call it quits already this is this is gonna be terrible it's fine though you know it's all right just gotta have a little comedic action going on every once in a while if we have, don't have josh in here it's all serious you know all the yeah i thought it was a great race um you know then alex bowman for 20 minutes but that's about it i mean it's you know you but you can't you kind of need that in a show you do because then you know it makes us look funnier and i'm always down to look funnier i mean anytime that happens i'm i'm ready to rip yeah uh speaking of letting it rip so i came up with the the name for the episode you ready for this hit me the rogue tire (laughs) god that's that's a good conversation that's a good topic actually yeah all right let's go ahead and jump into the race at kansas uh well we had two races this weekend truck and cup uh i didn't i totally forgot about the truck race and adam texted me or he called me he's like hey you seen this i'm like no what what what, what's going on he's like chastain's in the lead going to overtime i i lost my mind i'm like oh man he's he's about to do the same but i turn it on now i think i may be his bad luck charm because anytime i'm watching and he's in the lead 
he ends up falling back. So I think I just I, I shouldn't watch any race that he's a part of. Yeah, I was I was actually pretty pumped for that. You know, I probably would have been the number one person to put in an order to pre-order that diecast because that scheme was absolutely insane. It's tough to beat the watermelons. Anytime there's a watermelon on a car and it's Ross Chastain driving it, it's like a must. I, I'm like I would be curious to see how many watermelons he was going to smash because I feel like it might have been watermelon overload because you've got multiple watermelons on the car. I would, if I were him, I would have smashed a watermelon on the start finish line and then stood on top of the truck and smashed one on the the rear deck lid or the tailgate or whatever you call it on the trucks. Yeah, I would have just... Watermelon on watermelon action. Oh, yeah. Then just take it to Victory Lane and then slam another watermelon. And Gosh. then throw a watermelon in the crowd. They should have just handed out watermelon in the crowd to throw at him. Well, not at him, but like at his car. <laughs> just because it's Watermelon City. Did you ever, Have you ever seen the video of when Jeff Gordon won at Talladega and everyone was throwing their beer cans onto the track? So he's taking, he's taking a victory lap and it's just beer cans fall i mean just all over the place around him can you imagine if people were just launching watermelons over the catch fence oh my god that would have been lethal lethal that would have been actually hilarious it's it's all funny games until you get a watermelon coming through your windshield (laughs) and you've got you've got a i mean it's not glass but you've got a bunch of uh shards of whatever the material plastic or whatever the material is and you've got a half broken watermelon sitting in your lap from that some drunk dude in the stand th- stands through at you. What if there was like an avid Ross Chastain fan that just came and had just a giant bag of watermelons with him that he carried in probably three or four every race he goes to, just hoping he wins, just so he can absolutely send one to the moon and have it land right on the start finish line. Who's that? Who's that dude? He's he's super old now, but he would smash fruits with a with a massive sledgehammer. I'm forgetting the guy's name. What? Starts with, I feel like, have you not seen that guy? I mean, I'm sure I have. It's like a, it's a classic, it's a classic video or like a whole like gig that he would do. Um, I feel like it starts with a G, but he just, he smashes fruits with this massive hammer. It's like a, it's like a mallet, like an oversized mallet. I'm pissed that I can't figure this out. I feel like if I, I feel like I always open up a wormhole, if I search on Google, guy who smashes fruit with sledgehammer. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, fruit smash guy. <laughs> fruit smash guy. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's see if this comes this, up. This episode. Um, oh, Gallagher. Fantastic. There we go. There it is. Yeah, I, I, okay, I remember him now. Yes. Yeah, the first picture is literally him with a watermelon shirt, holding a watermelon and a gi- giant mallet. That's like Ross Chastain's, you know, civil. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, oh, I don't even know. Oh well. Yeah. You lost your thought there. That was pretty strong. Yeah, I think we need to switch. We need to switch the episode name. Fruit Smash Guy. Fruits. Yeah. <laughs> the rogue tire. The, the rogue tire <laughs> slash fruit smash guy. <laughs> fruit. I'm all. I'm all for fruit smash guy, especially because yeah. it has nothing to do with this weekend's race because we've just theoretically just created this whole uh this whole what if situation or scenario if chastain would have won but he didn't win it was kyle bush of course somehow 
some way. I mean, he's 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 too good in that truck. Let's but just, let's, on the other hand, let's talk about a little racing about the truck race real quick. Um, yeah, that's so all I, you. I, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't see any of it. Yeah, no, I was, I was about to, I was about to uh, pick up the slack here. Um, let's see, Kyle Busch started in the back, absolutely like like usual, ran to the front before the end of stage one, and just couldn't get any restarts going. He said. I think they he said over the radio mid race or after first second restart he goes this transmission is crap it must be the wrong one and you know he it seems like he always has a problem with that car with that truck and you know being the owner of the team you're just like you think you would make sure you have every single thing dialed in if he's racing I feel like it. he just complains though well I mean like it if, is Kyle Busch if it could be a good truck in someone else's eyes but he's going to complain if he feels a slight vibration that is because there's a washer loose on the bottom of the truck that somehow he can feel, but he ends up winning the race anyways because his car that's, and I quote, an absolute piece of crap is still a pretty good truck. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you just got to think about it too. One, being the owner of the team. Two, being a cup driver with all the experience he has racing against the guys that typically don't have that much experience, um, he's able to feel out those things and troubleshoot knowing what, you know, what he needs, how he can get a better line, and, you know, if there's anything wrong with the truck. And so that's just – that's also the tough part, too, is um, people who are, like, crew chiefs for the team, for example, you know, they're in the lower series because they're gaining experience trying to work, work their way up. And they're just um, – he basically knows a lot more, and he's just able to troubleshoot all those things from inside the car as he's racing, which is kind of kind of cool, but kind of – would suck being a crew chief for Kyle Busch at the same time because if you don't have it dialed in, you're just looking bad in front of the boss. Yeah. Oh, well. It's tough, but yeah. All right, so we had Cup 2. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, Kyle Busch won that too. Uh, should, it was it was a Larson show the entire race. Yeah. Larson was on – he was on a rail. and He, had to, he started near the back just because he had some uh, misfortune during the Cup race at Talladega. So he ran his way through the field. And definitely had the fastest car on track. But By once again, far. same deal as Atlanta. Late in the race, something happens. Late race restart and just gets demolished. Yeah, it was it, it was, was Penske fun. show classic blocking. That's all it was. Yeah, I mean, he could have had three wins by now. And both times, Ryan Blaney's had something to do with it. Something I mean, to do with him Atlanta was just classic racing. Larson blew burn his stuff up. Blaney saved it and was able to rip it at the end and um, end up catching him, passing him. He, Blaney had the better car at the end in Atlanta, but not at uh, not at Kansas. He was absolutely ripping the wall the entire time, literally like Homestead, kissing it, and was able to get so much run off the corner compared to everyone else and was just driving past everyone in the in the front and back stretch. Um, but yeah, Kyle Busch was able to steal it on his birthday. It's kind of cool, actually, that he was He's the, um, he's never lost on his birthday. He's two for two. He's had one race. It's like I've never, I've never lost a race on my birthday. No, he's two for two. <clears throat> well, I haven't, I haven't lost a race on my birthday. Grant, I haven't run any races. races but I've, birthday. I haven't. Yeah, I'm, I'm like Kyle Bush. I've never, I've never lost a race on my birthday. Look at you. You ain't special, Kyle. Yeah, what do you think? I could do that too. It's all right if you tried. When your birthday well, when your birthday comes up, we're going to Andretti's or Autobahn, and I'm gonna beat you on your birthday. 
Dude, you can't beat me. We never ran. I'm, uh, we could have. We've had four years now, and yeah, we haven't. Actually, when we uh, so before your big day, before we, you got engaged, I was trying to convince all the guys at my place to go to the goat kart track near my place. That's a uh, it's like a multi level goat kart track, so it's got like bridges and stuff. It's indoors. Where? Uh, it's at it's a it's a trampoline park on thirty one. Oh, not thirty one. Uh, on uh on uh Green Springs. Really? Yeah. Shoot. I can't, I can't remember regular. what it's called, but it's, yeah, dude, it's, it's pretty sweet. Let's do, let's do tomorrow. Cinco I'm de Mayo? I'm always down to rip, I'm, I'm down to rip some carts. No, Cinco de Mayo's in uh, two days, don't you know? It's Monday night, bro. It's not 12 oh. yet. Oh, oops. <laughs> All oh, right, man. so, big, uh, big controversy during the race. Uh, the tire. Tom Reddick's crew, the road tire. That thing bounced, and I, you know, usually, I feel like people don't realize how bouncy those tires are. That's good. And I didn't know until this past year, until I got, uh, I got two Cup Series tires mounted with uh, flex with rims and everything, because I've had the tires for years and years, but they don't bounce in, until they have air in them. So when I was pulling the the tires out of the back of my car, I let it hit the ground, and it just took off down the hill. So I had to run all the way down the hill, about 100 yards, and you roll that bad boy right back up the hill. So tire got away, rolled across pit road, and then sat in the infield grass. And it was 16 laps before NASCAR threw a caution. Now, usually, if a tire rolls out, they'll call caution pretty quick. And You know, I, I usually agree with NASCAR on these, on these deals, but I do not agree with them in this situation. It's you tough. Know? It's tough. I, I, you know, people had pit strategy. They were staying out, hoping that there'd be a caution, and there should have been a caution right there. But for them to be like, all right, well, we ain't gonna throw it until you guys come to pit road. I think that's asinine and uh, it's stupid. I mean, imagine the dynamic of the race if Stenhouse and Busher were the only two guys who didn't pit, and there's a caution. Like it just turns it that turns the race upside down. It would have been exciting. Not all, I mean, it would have been exciting, but for I them to sit yeah. there and sit on the flag, I just I don't agree with that one bit. I, mean, I think it's, not only is it a, not only in the past have they thrown a caution pretty quickly, haven't waited sixteen laps, but it's also a safety hazard. You can't send a crew member out there to retrieve it because you never know what's going to happen if a car gets loose and comes barreling through the infield because that's. That's that's a tough one right there. And also, if a car spins and comes through the infield and hits the tire, that bad boy is flying. And it's that's that's the fifty moon. pounds of fifty pounds of a blunt object that could easily severely injure or kill someone, even if you're wearing a helmet. Like they they I don't know why they they waited so long to call it. it but it seemed like they just wanted their their front runners to win. And they didn't want to run the risk of, uh, I don't know, Chris Buescher winning or Stenhouse. Even though it would have been more exciting. Do you actually know how much the tire weighs? Yeah. How much? They, they mention it on the broadcast like at least five, six times a year. It, it's literally 24 pounds. No. With the rim? No. I just looked it up. 
Let's see. Uh, no. Yeah. It, uh, no. Twenty-seven pounds. No, that thing is no. It's no, wait. Be, no, 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 yeah, no, you're right. It, it was saying, whim, the rim, whim, the whim, no, the rim, <laughs> the rim weighs 27, the tire weighs. Yeah, the, the tires on NASCAR stock car weighs 50 pounds each. That's 50 plus. Yeah, no, they, those things are, those things are a beast. So, I mean, props to, props to the pit crew guys. I mean, because it's. To get those bad boys on the on the on the uh, on the car first try, that's insane. I mean, that's fifty pounds right there. You got to hit the the five the five uh, I don't know, lugs. Call them. No, it's not no the lugs. Uh, are oh well, the, the lugs are the nuts, but I mean stems or what? You gotta, whatever. You I gotta mean, fit the you know. It's got to be perfect. Yeah, we're educated on our topics right here. Yeah, um, obviously. Yeah, I don't no. know anything about. Cars. But my opinion on the the whole rogue tire, I mean, you just gotta look at it two ways. The way I was thinking about it a little bit too, I think any other track with a smaller infield, they would have thrown it a lot sooner. However, I think them not throwing it, that tire being there, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, the infield is probably the biggest on the circuit, but anything can happen. A car coming around that turn or 180 miles an hour, 170, 80, whatever it is, um, and they go sliding at the exit of turn four and they took a beeline down the edge of the grass at pit road, you know, it can't happen. And yeah, it is a safety hazard, but, you know, I think them not throwing the caution is technically manipulating the race. Yeah, I agree. And like I don't, I, and I don't, I don't think they had in it in mind to manipulate the race because I don't think they're sitting up there like, oh, we we got to make sure uh, Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson wins. They're definitely not thinking of that. But I, I don't understand why they wouldn't just throw the caution because they obviously they want more excitement. Yeah. So I don't know because I mean, what, what was well, what I mean, was the race where there was some race where I think all but like three cars. Had pitted and there's a caution and it just totally destroyed the uh, the action. So I think they're trying to avoid that. But I think for them, basically, and I don't know if they were in contact with the drivers or whatever. Who knows? I wasn't listening to the the race officials, but what it sounded like on the, I mean, it, I don't know. I just I'm, I'm I wasn't a fan of them not throwing the caution and waiting so long, and then all of a sudden that's when they want to toss the caution they should have called it immediately if, if it was truly a safety hazard and i know it was they should have called it immediately 16 laps was too many laps to go by it's there it, it was but it's too also, much room for error it's also one of those things where if they're contemplating waiting for the caution then two or three laps go by they can't throw it then because they look at that and like oh then they get flamed for absolutely being like oh you're gonna throw it now when there was like seven or eight cars that had been pitted and you know, it's either one of those things where you don't throw it within a lap or, yeah, if you don't throw it within a lap, then it's just you you can't throw it. I think it should have been thrown immediately. I think I mean, I, as I soon think as it, it rolls too. off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that way you don't give teams the opportunity to be like, oh, they're going to throw caution. Let's stay out. You, I mean, you Chris, catch them off guard. Chris Busher's crew chief was absolutely livid on top of the box. They, that's what they said. They 
They go, he's absolutely just sitting there raging and pointing at the tire saying, why are we not getting a caution? And I mean, I agree. It's ridiculous. Because, I mean, yeah, it I doesn't, was there was nothing impeding, you know, the race track. However, potential safety of the drivers, if there were an incident to happen. I mean, think about, think of you know, all those videos with the, with two people running at each other with exercise balls. Imagine that, but with a fifty-pound tire, just, just screaming to the moon. Like that, I, that could easily take out a pit box, one hundred percent. Like it's. Yeah. I mean, that if thing, that, that if a car force, which way was at least hundred? Which way was hundred twenty miles an hour? Which way was it sitting? Was the top, was it the was rubber facing uh, pit box to stand? No, the, no, it was it was sitting sideways. So if you're if you're in the stands, and look like in line with the tire and pit road. It was facing you, so you could see so the, the, the you rim, could see the rubber, the, or the rim. N- yeah, it was it was a rubber. So the actual wheel uh, or the rim, uh, the rim was facing turn four. Imagine the rubber facing the rubber facing one and four, and then a car just coming down 150 miles an hour and hits a home run 450 feet gone to the moon. That's something that no, neither of us have been able to do in MLB the Show. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's anything but, if, but, but if a car flight. if a car does it on a sunday i'd be pissed if a car no if a car can't. does it period and i can't even do it on a video game and a car can do it in real life i'm just gonna be pissed i might as well throw my xbox on the door i feel like at this point they should have like a uh, a net target at the end of like in the air yeah and every race there should be a tire in the grass so if you want to if you want to take the risk of destroying your car to to i guess punt the tire in the air into a net you'd you could win the race but you could also destroy your car and possibly hurt someone or they they should have like cops cops on pit road ready to go so if it it ends up hitting someone driver gets arrested so it's like it's it's a lot to think about you could either win the race or you could go to jail same day just barrel down the infield all right 150 miles an hour or a set of bowling pins oh so just that's like, how that's, just that's like how we, qualifying should be. It's like a wee bowling situation where there's a hundred pins, <laughs> and then you just come in sliding at 150, and then you just see how many pins you can take out. If you and then you get a range, like if you knock down every single pin, you automatically qualify for the playoffs. <laughs> I, I like the qualifying idea. So you get 40 pins. Okay. And uh, you you come down the front stretch. Yeah. You take a dive through the grass. Hit the tire in over to- towards turn one. There's forty pins, and however many you knock down is where you start. And tiebreakers uh, is rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. Or or a game of hide and go seek in the infield. <laughs> yeah, let's just have that hide and go seek game happening at uh, Daytona or Talladega. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden you get one driver just <laughs> one driver just Lake camping Lloyd. on top of a camper. And then, or it's like a, like an actual civilian camper, and they have a tent on top, and he's just laying in there. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad idea. It's not actually. A bad yeah, idea. but uh, I just I don't I don't agree with the with the road tire there. That was a bad call. Come on, NASCAR. No. I do have a question bad for you call. though. I've got an answer. All right, so the All Star Race format did that not yeah. just absolutely give you a massive headache? I couldn't even read it. I hate I hate reading anyways. Well, yeah. So I, I need like a video for them to explain it. There's to a me. video on Twitter. 
Oh, there is? Yeah, they did a broadcast of it and explaining it. And I watched it. Oh. And I was at 6,000 feet watching it. And I was like. Oh, that's cool. You Are you a pilot? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. I hate you so much. I know. Just imagine not being a pilot. <laughs> that could not be me. Um, no, I was watching it. I was just kidding. No, I wasn't watching it while I was flying up the eagle. Um, <laughs> and I was watching it, and I'm like, what am I listening to? Like, how many stages are we going to have? And I'm like, there's a bunch of inverted going on and 10 laps. Don't, I mean, the good thing that they said, though, is that if there's a caution, those caution laps don't count towards the stage. Yeah, which is good. I do like that it's your your performance throughout the race determines your starting position. So it's not one of those deals where you can like hang back and catch the invert and end up helping you out. Like you can't you can't sandbag. You got to race. So because well, it's it's a from what I've heard the. I don't know if which stage it's in, but the the starting order for that stage is a, like the average, your average finish in the previous stages. There's something where it's like, I think stage well stage one is like determined by like a I think I don't know, like a like a like a bingo thing where like you got a bunch of numbers in the little the rack. Bingo. You got a bunch of numbers in the rack, and you're just spinning around. It's like, it's like a Powerball. Yeah. Yeah. And Powerball or bingo, whatever. Yeah. And then the second. Do we get round to see that? I, I hope it's. I hope they got that really awkward dude doing again. Like when they started, <laughs> when they started racing again last year. Yeah. They when they're doing the uh, the blind like. Oh, like when they actually draw. Yeah, when they actually they're uh, showing it on like race hub. <laughs> dude, I hope so they do awkward that. <laughs> Forty. They need to bring him back. Twelve. Just stand there. Eleven. It's like Josh. It's like Josh with all his excitement. Just who's getting? Who's getting? Who's That was that was rough right there. We just I, Adam and I basically just got smited by the podcast gods. Like the episode had to be that bad. <laughs> the uh, yeah. the whole system, the software system, just shut down. On us. They were like, "What in the hell is this guy doing?" Like, See, it threw it it threw me off my train of thought. It really did too. Like I was in the middle of just absolutely toasting Josh, and it, the, the Zencaster is just like. Nope, nope. Josh is too nice. We can't, we can't roast him. But you know, just excitement. Yeah, um, eleven. Okay, I can finish yeah, now. Thank I don't you. Even, I don't even. I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't like, even that know. Just, that just, that just roasted my brain. But all right, well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, Darlington a little bit. You got a, You got yeah. a favorite scheme for the uh, for the race yet? There was one that came out today. I gotta look it up. Brandon Brown's scheme is sweet. Let me look it up. Brandon Brown's doing a uh, Dale Jarrett throwback. It? So he's got the it UPS was, uh... looking scheme, but it's BMS. Ooh. It's like, what can... So, you know, like, 
UPS, their their tagline was "What can Brown do for you?" So now Ooh, they're uh, that's a good one. Now it's it says uh, on the back of the car, "What can Brown do for you?" But it's got Brandon with like a little arrow pointing down to in front of Ooh. Brown. Um, let's see. Denny Hamlin's is actually pretty sick. Uh, it's well, it's it's actually kind of good for his sponsor, Sports Clips. Which has Sports Clips ever been a sponsor of him? I don't think yeah. so. Really? Oh, yeah. He's won with him. He's won with him like, at, uh, at recently. Darlington. Yeah, past couple years. Oh, that was well, a big that was a big kaboomy right there. Dude, I just heard it. I almost yelled it. Didn't know if we were just keeping it going or not, but it was. No, it was. It was huge. shaking. Huge. I couldn't tell if it was my leg from this rowdy energy or if it was the thunder. (laughs) All right, uh, so you're you're going with the? uh, No, Denny's is pretty sick. I'm just looking at it. I okay. No, Byron's. I think Byron's got the best one. Yeah, no, that's that's what I was saying. I saw it the other day. Byron's is actually freaking good. If he if he ends up winning at Darlington. That one will be the first po- uh, diecast. I'll be number one on the pre-order list right there. You're really confident about being number one on these? No, like literally right when, like if he's winning and there's two laps to go and he has a huge lead, I'm literally going to the website and refreshing. Hmm. Have you seen Stenhouse's scheme? Uh, I'm looking That's at tied. it now. It's actually uh, Kyle Busch I mean, is cool. Kyle Busch's is kind of like his, his. I guess I don't. I think it was the seventy fifth anniversary for Mars. Yeah. So he changed his number for the All Star race to seventy five. That thing was sweet. Um, I will. I will say, Alex Bowman is 40, sweet. Alex Bowman the forty eight honoring Greg, uh, um, Greg Ives, in his yeah. late model. That's actually that's I think best scheme Byron, best story Bowman. Reason why. Ross Chastain's is pretty sweet. Classic well, McDonald's scheme. Classic. I don't. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. They kind of. Yeah. What the heck? They could have done Stenhouse's scheme so much cooler. I know they should have. Kind of like a blue fade. Actually, yeah, they should have actually gone all out. So, I mean, because a lot of the, a lot of the teams don't have the actual sponsors, so they gotta play around with the logo to make it look like the uh, whatever car they're throwing it back to but they've literally got tied on the car this weekend so why won't they just go after the tide why wouldn't they just do like the normal tide yeah uh i don't even know oh that josh balicki's car is pretty sweet that burger king throwback yeah that was my next insurance next i kind of want some burger king now see uh i need to buy my mom justin Justin, justin hate that's that's an ugly car no i need to buy it for her look on the hood dude yeah, it says Happy Mother's Day. Um, BJ McLeod's that's okay. Yeah, I don't know, but hey, okay, Xfinity though. Wait, wait, hang on. Ryan Priest, Velveeta, creamy mac it's, and cheese. Nah, that one's not. It's not that cool. But dude, it's got cream going down the side. <laughs> All right, uh, best, uh, best Xfinity scheme. It's got to be the eight car. With the it's the throwback Dale Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, Daytona, I think Ooh, it was the, the Pepsi good. Pepsi four hundred or whatever they called it back then. 
That was pretty. That good. was a throwback, and it's and it's got Michael Waltrip on the on the car. So that's that's pretty cool. Oh, I didn't see that rack for the number. Yeah, that baseball. That's 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 George's favorite scheme. That's pretty good. Well, that was, he that was fa- uh, his favorite Earnhardt scheme. I will say, speaking um, of Earnhardt, Jeffrey what? Earnhardt's scheme is actually kind of cool. The flag down the side with the silver zero. It's actually kind of sick. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Then Almondinger's throwing back to his first win. That, that's cool. A cool looking car. Yeah, that is. Let's see who else. Who else are we thinking? Matt Jaskolst. It looks like a William Byron's car. With all the colors, rainbow. Whoever's the, I don't even know who's in the twenty six now. But that that hot hot or Hot Wheels car is pretty sweet. What does it say, Brandon? Vidovic? Shoot, I don't know. Going through the rest, uh, forty eight is pretty sweet. Uh, Jeremy Clements' car is pretty cool. He's he's got the right, let me Dale Jarrett throwback, and uh, Brandon Brown. Brandon Brown's got the second best. I mean, I don't know why we're not talking about my boy. I mean, he's obviously the guy said it in the stands this this past weekend. They put it on on Fox. Timmy Hill, the new Jeff Gordon. Um, <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Sorry, Timmy, I love you. <laughs> Um, his scheme's actually pretty sick. I mean, oh, wait, honestly though, I yeah, just thought okay. about it too. No, look at it. It's got flames down the side, just like Jeff Gordon's scheme. Obviously, oh. has nothing to do with Jeff Gordon because Rusty Wallace is throwback. However, there yeah. are flames down the side, just like Jeff Gordon. So after that shirt happening, Timmy Hill putting flames on the car, that's kind of sick. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. All okay, right, let's I'm get into let's get into. Dark Horses and Rowdy Takes for this weekend. Adam, we'll start with you. Who you got, my guy? Let's see. A Dark Horse for this week. Oh, I mean, it's kind of tough because you got people that are having to start in the back more. And Darlington's a hard track to pass at, I think. But... No, first person that's popped in my head simultaneously was Eric Almarol, and I realized I'm not touching him. Never picking him ever again. Lost me about. He's been what doing great though. Yeah, I don't care. How much did he lose me? Twenty bucks? No. Oh man, twenty bucks. Y- yeah, you know me. I like my yeah, money. Adam, Adam was crying over a dollar at Waffle House that he lost because of taxes. <laughs> I what? Oh, dude, don't even get me started on to go tax. All right, Dark Horse, Christopher Bell. Let's just roll with that. And Rowdy Take for the week. God, I really want to make a joke about a rogue tire just to piss Josh off. Um, no, there were... It is Darlington, though. I was going to say there's going to be a late race caution causing two or three overtimes, but that's just kind of expected. Well, that was my hot take last week. Yeah. What? I didn't even... Like, I, I don't even think it's kind of pause last week. Yeah. No. Well, all right. Well, whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of something, man. Because you can't say anything about cautions because it's Darlington. I've already said that one. Um, all right. I'm gonna, this week, we'll break the trend of new winners. We will have a repeat winner this weekend at Darlington. For a second time this season? For, 
Well, yeah, second time out of how many? Okay. Kind of. I mean, that was okay. That was an okay take. I'm not gonna say it was hot, but it was okay. No, I mean, I, I mean, I will I'm say cover, it was I'm kind covering, of an okay I'm, take. I'm covering my butt now. I'm covering my butt now. No, no, so you don't okay. get you don't get a hot head next week. All right. Uh, dark horse for me, Eric Jones, previous winner. Uh, 43 car has been good this year. He's got a cool scheme, driving for the king. So I think he's going to run well this weekend. Rowdy take. We're going to see a driver win with who is not rocking a throwback scheme. So they're they're the minority, but there's going to the, the winner one, will not have a saying. throwback scheme. Yeah, the boring so. one. Yeah, sadly. All right. Well, this Sunday, Mother's Day. 2.30 p.m. Central, FS1, you tune in. What? I said, tell your mother you love her, Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. happy Mother's Thanks. Day, guys. All right, well, hopefully we'll have full cast next week, get Josh and Jay back in. I miss him. can only listen to Adam so long. But thanks for thanks for tuning in this week. I'm Henry Hobbs, Adam Thomas. It's the Podcast. See you later. <laughs>